0: High atop the Bugle Planet building in sunny Gotham City. It's Hey Kids Comics with two guys who are always ready to seduce the innocent your hosts, Andrew Farmer and the Jedi Cole Houston. And
1: now it's time for Hey Kids Comics. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hey Kids Comics. I am your host, Andrew Farmer, with me as always, your co host, the Jedi Cole Houston.
0: Hey, good evening, everybody, and uh, I'm fresh off the street to talk about the street. So uh, let's meet the street. <laughs> There's
1: a lot of that was a lot of streets there.
0: It was. It uh, all, left all, all left turns. All left turns.
1: All left turns. So it's the opposite of what um, it's the opposite of what FedEx or UPS does, which is uh, as far oh, as
0: I know, no wonder I get that wrong every. It just takes me forever to get yeah.
1: me. Yeah, it's all right turns from what uh, I
0: understand. Oh, okay, for uh, some reason it just seemed like left would be the the way to go.
1: Yeah, I, you know it's not though.
0: No, it, it certainly isn't.
1: And that's that's just the way it is. Uh, speaking of left, turns... some things turns, will
0: never change.
1: Speaking of left turns, I'm going to uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get back on the right track here and uh, talk about talk about the. The third issue in our story arts, story arts. <laughs> what story
0: arts? It's the, art know, it's, it's the art of
1: the art of stories. It's the art of the story. A uh, story arc that we're doing um, about street level, uh, street level heroes. So, so what's this one call? This
0: is two fisted.
1: Two fisted. So hey, go somebody
0: say two oh, fisted, you know, because. Uh... You need a little uh, something, you know, requiring a couple of fists, a little fisticuffs, you know, I'm, I'm the one you want to talk to here.
1: I don't think it's uh, it's been since we went on hiatus that we've had a yeah, visit from
0: I was wondering, hey, you know, what's uh, what's going on? No Angelo. So I thought I'd drop by. It looks like you need me to, uh, you know, take care of a little business for you there.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're doing a, uh, doing a story arc on, on the street-level heroes, and, and this issue we're talking about those that, those that make with the punchy punch, and we thought with you with your uh, with your knuckle dusters, it might be a good it might be a good issue for you to show up on at some point. That's so why we gave you the call.
0: Absolutely, I'm here to just you know,
1: you point me at the face, I'll punch it. So why? Can I ask why? Why this is a thing you do?
0: It's the this, it's what I do. It's in my family. It's the, it's the Angelo so...
1: way. Oh wait wait, so you're telling me that this is a family business?
0: Oh, absolutely, it is. We, uh, you know, we do a little uh, clean up work if you know what I'm talking about. A little, uh, you know, move along, move along, that sort of thing, you know, oh, as
1: needed. You're moving people along.
0: Absolutely, we are. They, if they know what's good for them,
1: they're going to keep. They're going to yeah. keep going.
0: They, there's two ways they're going. On their feet or on their back. You know, it's their choice.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, do you, Angelo? Do you have any favorite? comic book characters that are uh that, that are street fighting street fighting men
0: well you know i personally have a great fondness because he reminds me my grandpappy of the wild
1: cat oh you like oh did your grandpappy teach people how to box
0: well hell no he just you know he, <laughs> he founded the family business and he for some reason he always liked to have his knuckles taped up all the damn time <laughs> remember me and my brothers, we used to have to go over and, you know, we'd run out of the white tape. We had to go down to the to the drugstore and get him some more, down to the pharmacy.
1: Get get him some more of that white tape.
0: Well, I've got to get the white tape, you know.
1: Well, we – didn't uh, stay
0: white for long, if you know what I'm talking about. You know, sometimes people made the wrong decision, went out on de- their
1: back. And that decision was not to, not to move. They was...
0: let's just say they weren't doing a lot of moving for a while.
1: No, it's so, so, okay. Okay. But, you All
0: know, right. my, my my beeper's going. I'm going to have to leave you guys. Oh, the that, it was always a joy to work with you two knuckleheads. And, you know, if you're not careful, you get a knuckle sandwich. Uh, but uh,
1: that's a heart a heart of gold. I'll see. Yeah. <laughs> there he goes. There goes Angelo, ladies and gentlemen. It nice of him to stop by.
0: Yeah, it was. You know, I had to run to the bathroom there. I'm sorry I missed him. but
1: uh, Hey, he, every once in a while he just shows up. You can't stop him from showing up.
0: who stop him and I, I had to step over some guy that was passed out in front of the restrooms there and here it's comic central but uh you know
1: he apparently just... refused to move according to angelo that's oh, okay yeah yeah good so, old angelo two ways old, old angelo so that that i think that, that does a decent job of setting the tone for uh
0: i i think absolutely because there is a certain breed of hero that when they're fighting crime, they they kind of go at it D'Angelo style. Yeah, and that is you know relying as Mar from Sin City said on his
1: mitts. So yeah, I have some okay. So so obviously this issue we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about um, those those that fight crime um, with 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 sheer gumption and. Um, and skill versus uh, versus having some sort of weapon or, um...
0: or... Or a superpower. And there are actually a few who, like in our previous issue, can skirt the definitions and bring to bear their... Uh, it's it kind of uh, paraphrase Sala in Raiders of the Lost Ark, energetic fists to... <laughs> Uh, as much as their own powers and i, I think the uh, one that came to mind for me today was black canary oh yeah uh, she has a an incredible degree of martial prowess and then can also uh, you know knock you cattywampus with her voice
1: and, and what's interesting about black canary is while she can knock you cattywampus with her voice in at least in more recent depictions Relied much more heavily on that martial prowess than her knock you, knock you on your, knock you on your ass by you know screaming at you.
0: Yes, exactly, and you know she's got the voice that lingers, but you know she can also just really uh, sucker punch the hell out of you. And I, I think that that a lot of writers came to realize that she could be a pretty tough customer, even if she's, you know, um, really seriously in need of a lozenge.
1: Right. Which I, I do want to bring this up. My first, my first question slash point in all of this is, are these street level characters who just, you know, in a world of, uh, gray gargoyles
0: and,
1: <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, ultra humanites and wh- whoever decides to rob a bank on a Tuesday are the Jokers and, you know, penguins if you're in Gotham and, you know, are 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 these the most insane superheroes? Because for the most part we're talking about, if we're talking about a Shang-Chi, you know, Shang-Chi is, is we, we'll talk about Batman and we'll talk about, you know, the Bat family and we'll talk about you know, a probably Moon Knight again, since you know any given time he either has all the powers or none I'm <laughs> yes. of them, depending on who's writing it. Um, so true. But these guys, for the most part, decide to just hey, there's a bank robbery. I've got a domino mask and a couple fists and th- and you know three months of uh, of CrossFit training. I'm just gonna go try to punch this guy in the face until he's you know gone into submission. That's a crazy person thing to do, right?
0: No, absolutely. Uh, you have to either be crazy or incredibly confident and certain of your abilities, and I think there is where Shang-Chi is not the crazy one, but let's just say maybe uh, Angelo's favorite there, uh, Wildcat, spent a little too much time in the ring getting his brain jostled around inside of his its pan.
1: But he <laughs> He has no powers to speak of yeah and yet
0: other than the you know the time in the gym with mickey
1: and yet he takes it upon himself to put on a cat costume which he sewed himself just look at the damn thing
0: that is an, an impressive feat because you know most boxers are not armchair seamstresses
1: right well i don't think he had much of a choice
0: yeah that's true
1: and, um... But I
0: like the fact that in, in choosing to make his own cat suit, he actually went to the trouble to make those big, puffy, white, cheeky parts. Yeah, he, he could did. have just Little gone whiskers. all in with that blue-black. Yeah, and, and then actually um, uh, rooting those whiskers in place. So he went in for the full look. He had that kind of Tomcat, wonky ear thing going on.
1: Yeah, he really leaned into it. Yeah. He did a good job with his costume there.
0: But yes, when you're in a situation where there's a a jewel heist in progress, a rope-a-dope isn't necessarily the approach you want to take when confronting the criminal element.
1: And yet, he's been doing it for 80-odd years. Yes. And still, still has come out the other side. There's been some illusion. I don't know the truth to the illusion, but there's been it's been alluded to that um, that he has nine lives.
0: Ah, okay. So he's
1: somehow, yeah, survived.
0: So he's sort of like a a Hawkman with an expiration date, right? Or you know, you are like one of those punch cards from CC's, except um... instead of a free pizza, you you get. Uh, dead.
1: You get just dead.
0: Yeah, just, just dead. Right. Which <laughs> you know, after eight and a three quarters, eight and nine tenths, you might be feeling a bit like Yoda. I'd be like, you know, soon will I sleep? <laughs> you know, you're starting to look forward to the the sweet oblivion that awaits you.
1: Right, right. So yeah, I think you're right, Wildcat definitely kind of falls into that that category i think but you know it doesn't even kind of just firmly is oh yeah he in that is category.
0: he is there and and you know one of these days he's going to get the tdoa <laughs> <laughs> the
1: the technical
0: <laughs> yeah. he's
1: going to get the technical
0: Te- technical yeah you know you, you want to be certain before you you know start filling out these certificates but uh
1: <laughs> um yeah you never know when he's gonna sit back up
0: that's right <laughs> It's like, hey i was like oh whoa doctor who without <laughs> any changes physically
1: i'm still here i'm yep. still here um no yeah, yeah 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 yeah, you're right um who else i'm yeah, there's so many there's so oh. many
0: and i i do want to uh point out that um when the last issue went live on the JCU, uh, a glaring error occurred to me. Uh-oh. In, uh oh! In gathering together all of the uh, flavor art, and I realized, and and as I pointed out on the site, Nightman, how did we forget? Oh, me? oh, oh no! How can we do a show about the Night Heroes and not include Nightman?
1: Nightman. Jazz saxophonist by early evening (laughs) question mark.
0: (laughs) I just I could not believe that one didn't even cross my mind.
1: Right. And you Uh, just he's so good.
0: Some melting tones on that that sweet sax. I mean
1: he definitely he definitely fits You know, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, um um but you know you can really you can really pick out the guys that um that work mostly at night mostly by their names
0: that's true a lot of them take night on Nightman,
1: man yes 100% falls into that oh that's good that's good. But, but we
0: don't want to forget anybody on this one, so we really want to delve deep into our, our two-fisted heroes. Um, you know, Shang-Chi in later years became more of the, once he was part of the Heroes for Hire, more falling into that vernacular and, and uh, over just being a, almost like a a pilgrim in the quest of life and, you know, trying to find his place in the West – um, and, you know, dealing with one of the worst possible dads out there. And then later on, he, you know, finds new purpose, and so then becomes effectively one of our street-level heroes. But he didn't really start out that way. But there are so many who, you know, build themselves up and then go out and and fight crime. And I think this is a, uh, a trope that is explored, yep, here it comes again, in Watchmen. Beautifully.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: Because you begin the age of the costumed hero in the form of the Minutemen with a group entirely consisting, consisting, uh, that consists entirely of the two-fisted hero type.
1: Again, with the exception of, um, with the exception of one, which, you know, is Dr. Manhattan.
0: Oh, I'm talking about the, the Minutemen. The, the oh, precursors. the originals.
1: Yeah, yeah. so okay. the original
0: Night Owl, Mothman, Silhouette, Dollar Bill. And, you know, Dollar Bill ultimately becomes the ultimate kind of uh case study in how bad an idea it is to combat a bank robbery with your bare hands. He, <laughs> he frankly should have been packing heat.
1: Uh, But that's
0: a story for next week.
1: Well, they had, like, hammers, right? Like, am I wrong in that? It's like, like they had ropes and stuff. They had a gimmick. They were gimmicky,
0: but... You know, Mothman had his wing things going on, but for the most part, everybody was just walking around with their, you know, their hands bunched up in a fist, ready to slug you at a
1: moment. Well, it it, it harkens back to the original days of, of... the justice society after a fashion because you had guys like our man which oh yeah is like me and then for an hour a day he could be like the rock
0: yes exactly and then you know once you catch on the idea is to get him to pop a miraclo, and then just like run for 45 minutes <laughs> just elude him i mean that's how parkour was born
1: it is how parkour was born. But, just
0: trying to avoid getting caught by
1: our man. But in the same, in the same respect, like, you know, even for that hour that he was, you know, super strong, he was still out just there, just a- punching away. With oh yeah, his punchy fists.
0: They were just enhanced punchy fists.
1: Same with, uh, same with, uh, uh, oh, what was his name? Damn it! Why can't I think of his name? <laughs> Um, was it, was it, uh, oh, who was the doctor with the owl? Uh,
0: Dr. Midnight.
1: Yes. It's the same with him, right? Where it's like, you don't really, you can see in the dark, but you're still just punching people with your fists. Dude. That's so true.
0: And and if you're, you know, if the owl gets particularly ornery, he might come in and like, you know, jab at people with his weird little X shaped claws.
1: It's just, he, he might look at you from behind and yeah. think, what are you going to do?
0: You might think you're sneaking up on him, and all of a sudden, what was the
1: hell, how it die?
0: Like, whoa, way to go, Exorcist chick.
1: <laughs> um, Hold on. I'm looking up, I'm looking up my list. Oh, yeah, here we go. I got to get my list, because I, I got a list. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk about the Bat family a little bit. Because while they do uh, employ things like batarangs and um, you know that stuff, they're known for their martial training. Of
0: oh yeah, they are when they're not out, you know, just beating the daylights out of criminals. They're in a constant state of training.
1: And and again, we come back to the conversation that we had prior, which was. Uh, uh bruce Wayne um bad father figure or worst father figure
0: <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean he definitely bad father figure is a given uh worst father figure under oh, damn it um
1: well there's you know it,
0: it, in a, an all-star version
1: yeah well it runs you know there's there's a if there's a if there's a um a court TV DC channel that exists out there. It, it's going to be the paternity suits uh, for Bruce Wayne versus the paternity suits for Deathstroke. Those are yeah. your two. Those are your two big ones there uh, that you got to fight against. Um, but you know who doesn't have that problem and falls into this category? He's managed to to straddle fatherhood and street level hero with his with his fists a flying the whole time, and that's Luke Cage. Great dad to his son with Jessica Jones in Marvel.
0: Oh, that's so true.
1: Also just punching everybody. Yeah. Just everybody gets a punch in. And we're gonna talk more about Luke Cage in our, you know, for higher episode. But man, that guy likes to punch people. You know, between him and Iron Fist, they're they're big on they're big on the punchies
0: Absolutely, they
1: got the punchies.
0: Yeah, and, and they're both you know empowered, super powered. Sure. But they they do rely still, nonetheless, on the punchy
1: yeah, on aspects. The, on the on the punching people, you know, yeah. they, they they do have an unfair advantage. You know, uh, Luke Cage has unbreakable skin. That's a, that's a fairly unfair advantage. Yeah. But I mean, he's still. He's still punching Dr. Doom when Dr. Doom won't give him his money. That's yeah, kinda, that's,
0: that's so pretty, true. It's
1: pretty solid. It's pretty solid work. It's pretty solid work there. I think Angelo punched Dr. Doom once. Well, I just think that was because Dr. Doom wouldn't kick it on down the road. <laughs> it's
0: so true. <laughs> they have a low tolerance for Latverian uh, despots in really uh, his do. his corner of Muggerville.
1: They really, they really, really do. Um, so who else falls into this category? I'm really just trying to, um, to wrap my head around it. You know, somebody we haven't talked about that falls into this category very strongly, um, and has a, you know, has a, not only has a watchman connection, but has a connection further back than even that. And that's, uh, that's the question. The faceless, um, the the, the the faceless conspiracy theorist the entire the, the the serious nut job the question um who fights crime the way buzzfeed lists articles <laughs> <laughs> just just constant constant batman saying why do you want to kill me <laughs> just the the crime-fighting equivalent of reading the back of the shampoo bottle in the shower, the <laughs> question.
0: <laughs> and, and aptly named, because he wanders around in his faceless identity, uh, you know, dressed as a uh, film noir character, uh, minus any discernible facial features, and a constant cloud of mystery around him, both physically, you know, literally and uh metaphorically
1: you know I gotta I gotta take a second here and recognize the um, the street level criminal whether you're working for inner gang or um, or the cult of crime or you're just a guy that wants to rob a bank and and the question happens to be in the neighborhood when a guy comes out of the shadows wearing a cornflower blue trench coat and um doesn't have a face and you're willing to engage in fisticuffs with a faceless man you know cuz you can run yeah most of them don't most of them no. decide they're going to fight the fate the guy with no face wearing a wearing a blue trench coat
0: and so that alone <laughs> is should be quite disconcerting that's like an upper hand or an upper upper face as it
1: were that you'd think that would be like Batman has the symbol, right? It's supposed to strike fear in yeah. the hearts of criminals.
0: Well, whereas... that and the big head horns.
1: Oh, the head horns will do it too, right? He's, you know, Batman's backlit a lot. I think that's probably what's happening. That's why. He, that's why he has a uh, bat wing. It's just to spotlight him while he's jumping <laughs> in the air. So, it, that works once, by the way. That's the thing about this that I that I don't that that cracks me up, is like the backlit like strike fear into the hearts of your of of your enemy or you know in in into criminals works for like a week before somebody goes oh it's Batman not oh it's a giant I was attacked by a giant bat no you know after a week that it's Batman (laughs) stop saying giant bat you idiots sorry I got I got a little worked up there but I'm good now. I'm good now. I just think it would be over sooner. That's just what I think. Um, Yes. Yes. You know who we should talk about, Cole? Who's that? Perennial show favorite. Um, Batman from one million.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wow.
1: Because while our Batman, I say our Batman, you know, the Batman of this day and age, the Batman of the last hundred years (laughs) is is nearly unrivaled in his hand-to-hand prowess he doesn't hold a candle to the Batman of one million years in the future who lords over I believe it was Pluto I'm going to have to check my facts again Pluto the prison planet at this point um, which is basically just a giant planet of Ark of Asylum because the Batman of the future has telepathic octopus kung fu
0: yes exactly and it's like having that martial prowess plus.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's like having the martial prowess, but also being a telepathic octopus.
0: <laughs> oh, exactly. And I, where that really comes into play is one of the core doctrines of being a truly adept martial artist. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, Master Bobby Blake, you would back me up on this. <laughs> All right. Is that the at its heart, the concept is that when an opponent lashes out at you, takes a swing or a kick, the idea is to not be occupying the space that will be occupied by their fist or their foot.
1: Sure, I think that that's probably a safe, a very safe... And when you
0: have the telepathy, it makes it that much easier to achieve that important end.
1: Correct. Um, Death strike, or death stroke style. You know, you got that five second Recognition. You know what's going to happen five seconds before it happens. Um, 100% you're right. Uh, but my question is, and this was never explained, they don't say specifically that Batman is telepathic in the future. They just yeah. say he learned the fighting style from a telepathic octopus. So, <laughs> Which
0: I think is important. Uh, probably a, a descendant over... You know, thousands of years of evolution of the drum playing octopus that, uh, <laughs> was a, a good friend of Aquaman.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that needs to be part of our cover art. I don't know where you're going to put it, but it should be, it <laughs> should be in there somewhere because in all of the shows in 321 issues that we've done. And spoken to Aquaman, probably in about a fourth of those. Never once, I don't think, has the drum-playing octopus come up.
0: That's so true.
1: So I think that I think that needs to be um, in there. Hey, Cole, this yeah. falls, this falls into your category, and I want to hear you tell me about him. Tell me about um, Karate Kid.
0: Oh wow, that's a good point. Um, and. Uh, Topo. Topo is our drum playing octopus.
1: Topo. Like, uh, Topo Gigio? Uh,
0: apparently so. All
1: right. All right.
0: Or Topo Mollusco. Damn
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just tell me about the Karate Kid. Because he falls into yeah, the that same category as...
0: I wasn't thinking toward the future because I was so fixated on our night characters from last time. And, and kept it kind of grounded. But absolutely, Karate Kid, um, if I'm not mistaken, literally is one of the earliest, if not the only uh, members of the Legion of Superheroes to get in solely on physical prowess and skill. Right. He is coming to them with dick. I mean, there is like nothing but the <laughs> fact that he has a probably – Secretly learned a lot of his techniques from a telepathic octopus, since quite frankly, in the age of the Legion of Superheroes, they are a dime a dozen.
1: They're everywhere. They're yeah. just they're 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 literally serving drinks.
0: Yeah, I see a a, a telepathic octopus I with a, a joddy jaw- kind of,
1: of... I'm Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean. Okay, uh, you were yeah. going at the t- a, a,
0: a, a Yeah, I just see, like, this little sailor hat at a jaunty angle
1: that he wears
0: in an ironic way.
1: Right. He, he he works, like, at a at a, at a fake speakeasy somewhere <laughs> that you got to know the quote unquote password to get into. And it's, like, Valvoline in the future because that's a word that meant something that they think yes. meant something in the past. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's good good. No, but Karate Kid's rad because he, correct me if I'm wrong, but he predates the Inhumans, correct? I would imagine so.
0: Oh, almost certainly. Um, Yeah, you're, of course, speaking uh, toward Karnak. I am. Of the Inhumans who um, can sort of uh, has this incredible awareness of they can instantaneously analyze an opponent or uh, an obstacle or whatever
1: popsicle <laughs> he knows the best way to eat a popsicle
0: <laughs> that's right and you know any sort of obstacles in his way are completely um are very easily rendered uh, you know he can spot that one little weak spot that weak link in every chain and exploit it physically
1: right. He he sees the vulnerability and knows where to strike um, it's a really cool. You know, the later they kind of hipstered Karnak up a little bit, like gave him a hoodie. There was this whole thing where the Inhumans came to Earth and were living among us.
0: Yeah, they um, I mean, had to go with that old trope of being all tatted out and right. So, Karate Kid comes to us via Jim Shooter in 1966. Uh, then part of the junior bullpen, if I'm not mistaken. And Lee and Kirby bring us the Inhumans around uh, 1965.
1: Oh, oh, no.
0: So we are just edging them in there, really.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's too close for comfort for me. Um, my thing is, like, what was it that made this a power that they wanted to exploit at the same time. Like, was there something going on? Did they figure something out? Was this like the birth of Kung Fu? Was it getting popular at this point?
0: Yeah, I think certainly in the, uh, by the sixties, the West was more aware, uh, because I think by and large, unless you were James Clavel, nobody knew anything about Asian culture. And especially when Bruce Lee, for example, brings the martial arts to the west uh, apparently much the chagrin of a lot of the Easts at the time from what i understand then it kind of explodes and people the more people see the more they want to see because this is uh you know we, we spoke earlier of wildcat and how you know he's the height of sort of what americans knew as a kind of martial yeah. skill, and that's the squared circle. But for the most part, Americans weren't aware that you could just, like, really uh, be quite devastating uh, utilizing every part of yourself. Um, you know, as the Sphinx says a Mystery Man, like the octopus that plays the drums.
1: Well, speaking of, <laughs> while, we're, while you opened the door to that, I yes, you need to talk about the mystery men a little bit now, don't you? Because there are definitely some some street fighting men.
0: Oh yeah, they um, you know, especially uh, Mister Furious, whose just unbridled rage uh, fuels his martial abilities.
1: Oh sure, but even um, but even the Shoveler. I mean, you know, he has a shovel. Yeah, but well, what's
0: interesting is I was not very familiar. With um, the Mystery Men, the actual original Mystery Men, because the film Mystery Men did a wonderful job of taking a decidedly unapproachable, obscure group from Flaming Carrot Comics. Speaking of somebody who, uh, apart from having one of those little uh, dish shooters from the 60s and 70s, <laughs> uh, generally runs around unarmed. I guess, except from the sterno on the top of his carrot head. Um, does a lot of t- two-fisted work. Um, True. But apparently in the Flaming Carrot, where these characters had their origins, uh, the uh, shoveler of the Mystery Man actually wielded the singing shovel of King Arthur. Sure, sure. One of the really obscure artifacts, so the singing sword being the most obvious, the singing shovel... Uh, pretty much getting no coverage
1: down the line a little bit
0: yeah I saying. think there's a passing uh mention in um, the Canterbury Tales oh. oh
1: yes
0: but it's in middle English so nobody can understand what the hell it's actually being said there
1: mistranslated I would yeah say.
0: G- grossly yeah but yeah. it it benefited Bob Burden, so there it is
1: right right um you know, there's there's some really kind of outlandishly interesting um, hand-to-hand combatants out there, too. Um, I don't know that this falls into uh, your street-level hero. I guess it depends on what you define as your street, right? Um, but recently, there's been a... Um, well, actually, there's one I do want to talk about before I get into that. Um, you know, uh, police are, um, are not... Um, removed from this category, Um, especially not if you happen to be a cop and also a dragon. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Literally on patrol and sometimes punching God in the face, uh, one savage dragon, I think we...
0: I think absolutely because he's a cop, he falls squarely into this category because he's like, he was like literally a beat cop. He wasn't even a detective. He was wearing, you know, your standard silver shield
1: yeah yeah he was he wasn't he he, you know he happened to have super strength and super durability and also you know be a dragon
0: well it was it was literally part man part dragon all cop
1: um (laughs) it's true that if they made a tv show which didn't they make a cartoon or something at one point
0: i think so yeah i i seem to think you're right
1: um, that's that would be the tagline you've written. You've officially written. The <laughs> so tagline. when the,
0: the Savage Dragon movie comes out, mark my words, that's on the poster.
1: That is, and,
0: and I'll get no mention, not even like a pica format passing mention at the end of the credits <laughs> after the end credit sequence.
1: You need to email that to yourself. So That's good, true. You have it and you can just fire it off. You
0: know. Yeah. The, for what it's worth. Can we talk about another super powered fist guy?
1: Heck yeah. Whatever you want to talk about, man.
0: Let's talk about the tick.
1: Oh, 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 oh yes. Oh, yes. Let's talk about the tick.
0: Oh man. I mean, you know, he's nigh invulnerable. Yeah. But he really relies on the physicality uh you know, his overly powered fists and, and hands and, and like, you know, grabbing stuff and grabbing guys and, and shaking them uh, into submission.
1: You're right. But what I, you know, again, when we talk about the tick, the most interesting part of the tick is that his, his, is his patently unaware stance that he is any different than the next guy.
0: Yeah, I think he recognizes he has uh he's blessed with certain abilities, but at the same time he's just an ordinary really large blue guy.
1: Right. So when he when he grabs somebody, it's no different for him than when uh, Wildcat grabs somebody in his oh, mind. I,
0: I think he's being he feels he's even being more gentle than say Angelo.
1: Oh well, I, I mean, who isn't more gentle than Angelo? Yeah. Angelo's, uh, Angelo's a problem. Angelo, <laughs> Angelo's problematic and probably.
0: I, I'm I'm going to let you own that one because I really, um, you know, Angelo tends to drop by every now and again, and I don't want to fall out of his good graces because. Let me tell you one thing: if if there's any do wells or, uh, you know, uh, some guys up to no good making trouble in your neighborhood, Sure. he'll he'll move them along.
1: They move along.
0: They move along. They, if they move, know what's good for
1: them. They move right along.
0: Otherwise, he'll just kick them into the next block. That's right. <laughs> and, and speaking of also, we were talking earlier about the question, uh, a contemporary of his that Bear's mentioning, uh, because he bears the uh, you know, he, he brings a lot of technology to Bear, but at the end of the day, he likes to just cartwheel into a fight and start just cracking jaws. And that is, of course, none other than Blue Beetle.
1: Oh, yeah. He, Blue Beetle's an interesting um, character. You're, you're right. He's always really, I'm going to say, trepidatious about entering a fight. But once he's in that fight, he is in that fight, baby.
0: Yeah. But he's like, you know, that kind of rare two-fisted scientist that um, in his youth Dr. Carl Sagan was. <laughs> when he, when really? Well, he was a prize fighter uh, for many years, and then he wrote Cosmos, and it just kind of took over. He didn't have time to, you know, get in the ring anymore.
1: I love – I so I love this revisionist history about <laughs> Carl Sagan. <laughs> that at some point he was like – Fighting in a garage surrounded by cars with their headlights on for money to fund his next experiment. <laughs>
0: That's right. He built a um, a, a proton collider with uh, proceeds from, um, you know, he and Philo Beto were uh, kind of a double bill.
1: Is that why he wears that turtleneck? Because he doesn't have a neck under it?
0: Well, he, he took a lot of punches to the throat, so.
1: It, <laughs> he got throat it, uh, punched. Oh. Yeah.
0: It is just this, uh, this mauve, uh, this, this veiny field of mauve that, uh, you know, he became very self-conscious. I don't like
1: about. this at all. I do not like that descriptor even a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh damn it damn it damn it damn it oh man I'm trying to run through the list in my head of 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 those of the oh well I mean again you know if we're more recent incarnations um well let's talk you know Jessica Jones falls into this category oh yes for sure even more so than um even more so than your um, loot cages or your iron fists, because they'll really come into play when when the heroes for hire drop by. Yeah. Jessica, yeah, she has a job, and her job is a PI. Her job isn't superheroing.
0: Exactly. She's She didn't get into the, the whole punching for hire or glory or what have you.
1: It just happens to be it's a necessary skill to use sometimes. When you're superheroing.
0: <laughs> That's true. Or, you know, even when you're detectiving, you know, you never know who you're going to have to punch or, or, you know, kick into the next block.
1: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, there are a lot. We talked about um, Night Thrasher.
0: Oh, yes. A uh, little bit last time. Uh, one of the more interesting characters, uh, you know, taking on a whole um, Tony Hawk of uh, sort of approach to crime flight, fighting, what was the gleaning the cube, I believe was the uh...
1: gleaning <laughs> <made> the cube <laughs> damn it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: really We're gonna...
0: I just I'm uh, a font of strange uh, and uh, if, if I'm not rewriting history, I'm uh, literally scraping the edges of the last uh, quarter century
1: so there is one. You know, we've talked a lot about heroes. Oh yeah. There, uh, we there's one anti-hero. We're gonna call him an anti-hero, okay? That I did want to bring up because he's one of my favorites. Because he's one of those characters that started like they're they're doing it right now with Kite Man. Oh where, wow. Where Kite Man was a joke character for a really yes. long time, and they and for some reason uh, Tim King, the guy who does Batman now really likes Kite Man. (laughs) And his his folded Kite Man is... He's still a joke character, okay? But they folded him into uh, the the zeitgeist in a way to make him really fun. His his catchphrase is, hell yeah. And he's just (laughs) constantly getting the crap kicked out of him by Batman or Nightwing or, you know, whoever Catwoman, whoever happens to be there in a panel
0: whoever's on the rotation.
1: Yeah. You know, and then, and then his quote is, you know, like hell yeah, except for the time when, and I know I'm talking about Kite Man, I shouldn't, when Batman needed, like, I forget the context. It might've been like a court of the owls thing. It might've been, but um, Batman teamed up with Kite Man because he needed like the ability to fly. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, they, they were trying to reform Kite Man. You know, and Catman's like, hell yeah, you know, that's, you know, it's like, but it's like a character like that. But they did a really great job in turning this character into a real badass. Yeah. Um, And that character is Thomas Blake, perennial Green Arrow villain, otherwise known as Catman. Ah, yes. Catman became, he was a joke, like a real, real, real joke um, for a long time. And um, he was introduced as a Batman villain in, like, the mid-60s to counterpoint, I think, Catwoman, probably, if I really did the research. Um, But, you know, in about 2006, they brought him back. Uh, He dropped off the the planet for a really long time, not literally, but, you know, in terms of comics, for a long time um, because, you know, he got so humiliated that um he just dropped out of dropped out of you know complete sight completely turns out he went to Africa and was fighting poachers oh wow and became a real badass yeah and um was brought in for uh Gail Simone's secret six around the time of final crisis I believe and they made him a real kind of uh anti I'm not gonna say I'm not even gonna say anti-batman because he wasn't He was just, you know, uh, he kind of was their Batman, you know, where he didn't use guns. You know, he, he obviously would kill people, but, you know, cause he's the anti-hero to Batman's hero, but he was a martial fighter in a big way. And that reminded me of another one that I wanted to talk about. (laughs) None other, another member of task force X. Um, how many, how many do you need to get it?
0: Oh, well, it depends on where we're heading here. Let's play,
1: let's play a game called How Many Do You Need to get, to get It. All right. Um, a member of Task Force X and by, and by right Suicide Squad, um, his name is Ben Turner.
0: Oh, man, that sounds familiar to me.
1: Um, he often fought another character we should 100% talk about that We you and I have talked about prior in a live show, which is Richard Dragon. Um none other than, uh, the bronze tiger.
0: Oh yes, of course.
1: The bronze tiger fighter extraordinaire, um, trained kind of the, kind of the opposite side of the coin as a wildcat, almost a taskmaster. Yes. Where, but he fought on the side of good for the most part as a member of task force X. Um, or the Suicide Squad, given whatever uh, you know, whatever three uh, three letter organization you worked for. Um, I really like Bronze Tiger as well. He's another really cool character. Um, so uh, let me ask you a question, Cole. I want to, I want to, I want to work your brain for a second because it's a question I've been asking myself about this topic. You know, and and all the topics in this arc really is what's the appeal of the not the guy with the gun. Yeah. Not the guy getting hired, but just the guy who puts on the mask and goes out, you know, with a with a roll of quarters in each hand <laughs> and just jacks just jacks up criminals. Where's where's the appeal there?
0: I think that this is the magnified appeal that we spoke of when we were trying to find what how do we designate our street level hero? And the appeal for the street-level hero is magnified even further by the street-level hero who just goes out and makes a difference and doesn't necessarily have to have a gimmick or a weapon or a superpower. Okay. Per se. These are the ordinary people who go to extraordinary lengths to better the neighborhood or push back against criminal enterprise and that's certainly appealing because any of your street level heroes are the heroes that could be you and uh, there's a character I think probably I, I would imagine that before he really got you know really hit and got in with Got kicked out for the majors. Okay. Was probably a street level hero in one of the relatively lowest crime, uh, nations in the world. Okay. And, and that is Puck from Alpha Flight. Yeah. Who I, I think I always see him as somebody who, uh, you know, kind of came to the attention of Alpha Flight and, really managed through just sheer force of personality to enter into their much more national footprint, uh, working his way up from uh, Omega flight to beta flight to alpha flight.
1: I, I agree. You know, there was a lot of uh, look at this cartwheel.
0: <laughs> yeah. <What's>
1: going on. <laughs>
0: I, I think that, you know, just on fascination alone, but, uh, <laughs> You know, it, it started out as a uh, a kind of a, a gimme, and then they realized, you know, this kid's got some moxie. So,
1: yeah, he was a great fighter. Yeah, it saved uh, saved their ass plenty of times.
0: Exactly, but I, th- I really see him as having started out on the angry streets of Quebec,
1: of Ottawa. The few yeah,
0: angry uh, streets. Uh, of it, Ottawa. it was like, you know during a really lawless time in medicine hat. But I want to go a little smaller before we have to wrap and talk about a couple of, I don't know if they're one of them. I think you could still classify as a street fighter or street level fighter. And we did talk about this. The other, it's I'm I'm hard having a hard time placing, but that's uh, Ant man and the atom. Certainly the original atom, uh, got his start uh, on the streets.
1: Yeah. No, I think I think that like you're, a little
0: bitty brawler.
1: I think that you're. I think it's right. You know, because they got. You know, almost every DC or Marvel character has been sucked up and embroiled in events um, bigger than themselves. Yeah. Right? You rise to the call, whether you're Spider-Man or you know uh, Night Thrasher or. Kite Man or Condiment King, if it, you know, it's like Optimus Prime says, you know, fate rarely calls upon you at a time of your choosing, and I think I think that that's what happens with Ant Man, and I think that's probably what happens with the Atom, you know, because the mm. Atom hangs out for the most part in a uh, in a re- in a miniature laboratory on the head of a pin, like an angel, <laughs> yeah, um, fighting while maybe not street crime, fighting science crime for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and a lot of that is street level science. Somebody robs a lab, you call Ray Palmer in.
0: Yeah. It's like you, you're keen on labs. Like that doesn't necessarily make me qualified, but sure. Oh, I mean, it, the presence of the lab is only uh, a minimal part of what you're up against here.
1: It's just, that's right. And by that same quantification, um, I would throw elongated man into that mix.
0: Oh, absolutely! He is very much um, a street level hero because he is, at his heart, a detective. Oh yeah. And when he gets into a very detectively kind of mode, his nose begins to wriggle.
1: Right, but I mean, he he had which is
0: really uncomfortable to see.
1: But he had to do a fair amount of, um, you know, the the punchy punchy, you know, when you're doing that kind of detective work. Yeah. So I think that that's, I think that, I think he's definitely qualified.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Elongated Man uh, winds up in situations where he might, you know, run across the anti-Angelo.
1: <laughs> What's the anti-Angelo?
0: Well, you know, Angelo's a tough guy with a heart of gold. Sure. And I think the anti-Angelo is just a, a really belligerent and um, heartless kind of
1: heavy. So he's just...
0: He's just in it to, just for the smackdown. Okay. There's no ulterior motive. There's no out of the goodness of his heart.
1: There's no teachable moments.
0: Not the... a one. He is really uh, indifferent.
1: Indifferent? That's a a good way to put it. Speaking of indifference, we need to start wrapping this up. Yeah, it, the 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 time's are coming. I
0: I think we're uh, winding down the uh, the point at which attention levels are going to <laughs> will no longer be commanding.
1: That's probably true, um, but still, this was fun. I I really enjoyed the exploration of. You know, one thing that I'm finding really interesting is we're fighting really hard to stay away from Batman.
0: Yeah, I, you know, th- there was passing mention of Batman, some mention of the Bat family. I think we have to give really serious props to Barbara Gordon. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, you know, m- among other things, making library science sexy. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I bet, mean, Yeah. <laughs> That's true, you know. I
0: mean, you know, I've never been so dewy about the Dewey decimal system. No,
1: I can't with <laughs> this. Uh, yeah, big, big ups, big ups to uh, barbara Gordon. Uh big ups to Snapper Car. Rick Jones. Oh, yeah. once in a while throwing a punch in a fight with this way out of your way class.
0: <laughs>
1: Alfred and uh Jarvis. Jarvis. You guys, you're the yeah. real heroes. Now
0: swing's a mean Hoover, uh, let me tell you.
1: Jean Paul Deschamps, uh no legs all heart over there.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Swinging for the fences. Hey, you got the job done. Um alright, damn it. We've officially offended everybody, including librarians. <laughs> or not. Maybe we'll get some true. Maybe we'll get some fan letters from some librarians. Like, yeah, thanks. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um One street level hero that I want to mention, I'm going to challenge you, Cole.
0: All right.
1: Going out of this show, I'm going to challenge you. um, I I, I want to see where you're going to stand on this and if you can justify it, and then we'll plug it up and get out of here. Um, John Constantine.
0: Ah, very nice.
1: Two fisted hero protected the streets. Of the
0: arcane, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's the closest you get. Well, that's not true. Because honestly, the closest you're going to get's Blue Devil.
0: Oh, that's good too.
1: Yeah, trapped in a suit, but still just swinging for the fences. So, can Constantine be considered a street level hero in the in the conceit of where we are?
0: I absolutely, uh, because he takes that sort of you know um, fighter in the mystic realms. Um, to a very street level,
1: yeah, he does. <laughs> he's he's the street fighter of, you know, of the
0: mystic arts. Yeah. The
1: sand in your eyes, or whatever you, you whatever you, ha, you know, what have you of and mystic I, arts.
0: I want to, um, I want to give also uh, an honorable mention to I think one of the unsung, not only really street level heroes, but I'd say maybe. Sea level heroes.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, who has had a long history in comics, but not in the panels uh, where the narratives are playing out. I'm talking about that hapless, skinny, and self conscious little, that, you know, that bony little Ichabod Crane with the hot girlfriend <laughs> who gets threatened by muscle bound toughs, by anti Angelos and in a fit of pique, takes on the the advice and the training and the dynamic tension offered by one Charles Atlas to build his body into, you know, a a thing of Herculean beauty. Yeah. Only to return to the beach and cold cock the guy (laughs) that threatened him. And I want to point out, though – that in the long run, if you follow the narrative of the insult that made a man out of Mac, if you really explore Mac's full narrative, the last two panels of which would be disappeared in later years. Sure. The guy made a threat to him some months earlier. Right. He walks up. To him out of the blue, completely unrecognizable, even his trunks are a, a much lower cut. Slugs the guy in the chin. This guy goes down like a glass jaw. And he's declared hero of the beach <laughs> for his seemingly unprovoked assault.
1: Are you siding with the anti Angelo in this fight? Yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm I think he becomes a sympathetic character, is that's as far as I'm gonna take it.
1: A little more sympathetic than maybe he was. Prior. Exactly. Okay. I mean,
0: did he have it coming? Probably. Did he have it coming a month and a half or three months later? No.
1: I, I think it was probably longer than that. If you really I think get that, down yeah, to it.
0: that the reason those last two panels were later disappeared is there was a, a cry for a like, cooling off period. <laughs> after you take the, you know, you have to like take a week off after you've muscled up.
1: <laughs> you gotta let the muscle breathe. You can't just start swinging. You gotta yeah. let the muscles breathe,
0: because otherwise they just take over. And and you know you're just first you slug the guy that insulted you, then you're just slugging everybody, men and women alike, and it just.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Why don't you plug us up and we'll get out of here? I think I think everybody has left the room but us, Cole. Yes, it's I, all it's caught just, all over again. It's, it's just us.
0: you lost me at Mac. Uh but, you know, if if you're curious, uh look up Charles Atlas comic book ad and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um uh, he's no hero. So, uh we're coming to you from the Jedi Cole Universe, at JediCole.com. You can write to us at jcumail at yahoo.com and uh, be sure and check out my live streaming podcast uh, coming to you through the Good Graces uh, in, downtown, in downtown Dallas of the Dallas On Air studios at dallasonair.com, the first and third Sundays of every month from 1030 to 1130 a.m. Central. Myself and Eddie Medina on the Rant Pit Live, and as you're taking this in, Uh, Being the third Sunday of the month, it would normally be my other show, Isle of Toys, 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Central, but Eddie and I switch places, so he and Colleen will be bringing you uh, Figments, the uh, (laughs) Unexplained Mysteries podcast with your favorite cryptid couple.
1: It's a great show, too. It really is. Those two are great. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and you can find us on the Instagrams and on the Twitters and on the uh, Facebooks at HK Comics Show. Uh, next week, we are um, coming well equipped, correct?
0: We are indeed. We uh, will be bringing significant ordnance to bear as we explore the seduction of the gun.
1: Are we going uh, to do air, like, like, uh, various armories in general?
0: Principally, I wanted to explore those street-level heroes that employ any type of weaponry, uh, though it is seduction of the gun, Green Arrow, Huntress, and others will be profiled, because I feel that if you employ any type of weaponry that separates you from your opponent... With the ability to hurl death or destruction from afar, you are squarely in the same category as your Punishers and Vigilantes and Silver Sables.
1: Right, which is why I think this issue was uh, really interesting to me, because you have those guys out there, yet you have chosen... To just ball up your fist and start swinging, which to me is just crazy pants.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Glock trumps left hook every day of the week. No pun intended, hands down.
1: See, I I agree. And that's what makes these people literally out of their minds. And I absolutely, absolutely. love it that they, are, that they do this stuff. Um, all right, all right. Well, join us next week for more Hey Kids Comics. Um say good night Cole.
0: Good night everybody and we'll be back here next week with more streets wise stuff.
1: <laughs> right what he said. All right, next week. Bye.